Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Welcome to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin and I'm here with my brother, Devin. Hello. And today is our first episode. We are going to be doing our podcast that's about, you know, makers and making things and DIY and helping you start your next first project. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start, I think, the podcast with a uh, quote every week, something to get us going, right. get our brains stirring. All right, hit me with it. The true motives of our actions, like the real pipes of an organ, are usually concealed, but the gilded and hollow pretext is pompously placed in the front for show. The tr- the true pipes. So I guess we're we'll try to figure out what that means and think about how that associates and how it how it uh, works with our podcast day. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, why do we want to do a podcast? Right. What's the real What's the real reason behind it? Um, <laughs> right. I will say that uh, you know before literally yesterday, uh, you know, it was just to just to be part of the community. You know, to mm. to have this access into the community, uh, be able to reach out to people and bring them on as guests, and also to. Uh, you know, to be able to just talk more one-on-one with people. That's one of the things I love about podcasts. You feel like you're right there in the room with them. Right. And I think we wanted to, I want to talk to a bunch of different people. So if it's not just you and I, then we're definitely (laughs) going to get people on we like, and we think will be interesting to talk to. And we can't do that with our YouTube channel. Right. Right. And if you guys uh, don't know, we created the Art of Craftsmanship YouTube channel. Right. Yeah. And I was, I said earlier, the reason why it was up until yesterday, that was my main belief is because we talked to Brian house from the housework podcast and and YouTube channel. And we were just chatting with him a little bit about it. And he, his, one of the things he really liked about the podcast is that it really becomes much more of a conversation, a more one-on-one conversation. And obviously with YouTube, we get lots of comments and you know people replying that way and you can kind of talk to them that way but it's not as uh it's it's more informal not as like personal and that's one of the things he thought which i didn't really think about but that's awesome with the with the podcast yeah a little bit more you get people who are listening 
um, because they want to listen. You know, I think the YouTube videos, they may just watch a few minutes or something here and there, but, but Ho- hopefully know, more than that, hopefully with a podcast, our, actually our average is a, a 30 minutes, right? <laughs> Not our average view time. That's a lot lower. Right. <laughs> our average video. But again, yeah. like back, back to the quote, I think, you know, really what we want is that community, but there's so much more mm-hmm. behind it. Mm-hmm. So much more behind just the community. Like you said, is like getting able, getting the chance to talk to people. Right. Yeah, definitely. And, and then, yeah, just having another way. Cause we, just like we love YouTube videos right. that made us want to make a YouTube channel. We love podcasts. Right. I, I, I rarely listen to radio anymore. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's either, well, it's either Spotify, but it's usually most of the time on commute it's podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's one of those things, like you said, we can't, you know, like I can't invite Jimmy Duresta to come and hang out in Maryland <laughs> in the shop, but we can right. call Jimmy and, you know, and send him an email and ask him to be on the podcast. There you, you know? go. There you go, Jimmy. <laughs> or, or Adam, you know, from, uh, from tested. Right. You know? Right. Like, These huge channels that they might, they might want to come on or they might right. want to talk to us and why not? Um, yeah. and that's one thing, like I, I really enjoy uh podcast and I enjoy YouTube for the maker network that's there, this community, but also as an artist, there are a lot of artists that I'd love to have on the podcast that don't really work exactly with the channel, you know? So I would, I'd love to be bringing on some, some of my artist friends from college and some people that I know and reach out to different artists and talk to them about their perspective on art and craft and, and just being, being a maker in general and how you, how you uh, present yourself to the world, whether you're an artist or you're a craftsman and what, and the difference between those two things, Ah, the name, (laughs) um, I guess uh, I want to do an introduction of me. I am Dustin's brother, Devin. Uh, I, I shoot the, the the videos and edit them and work with Dustin. Um, my background is in video production. I uh, went to film school and then uh, came back to Maryland, where we live, and then moved back to, to uh, New York. And lived there for a while and tried <laughs> to work on movies and things like that. But obviously, it's tough. And then I got an opportunity to come back. And they said, do you want to work for the Baltimore Orioles and, and work with them and be in the camera crew and the production crew? Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, of course, life lifelong fans and uh, Baltimoreans. Right. And at the time, uh, my father, who's also in production at the time, had worked for the Orioles off and on. Uh, more as freelance, not full time, but you know, Devin had the connection through that from our father. Right, like I always say, you know, you, if if your parents happen to be in the same business, they're your best agents. Right, yeah, because they will hound people. <laughs> you know, talk to my son. What do you, what do you think about my son? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like get like him, our, Dad. Our mom, you know, reading comments. She's like, I don't like the mean comments. <laughs> well, yeah, we don't like the mean comments either. But don't worry, they're about so mom. rude. That's <laughs> I just okay. Like the nice comments. <laughs> They're commenting at least. We'll take it. Um, so then I, d- I did that, and then I started working for NFL teams, doing in-house content, but building highlights, packages for the big screen, and things like that. And was doing that for a while, and then I wanted to do something else. Mm. But Dustin, you can introduce right. yourself if if you don't know. Dustin is the talent. On the Art of Craftsmanship <laughs> YouTube channel, he's the one you always see. Right. So, uh, I have um, been, I guess, 
I really say like being a maker has started from our father who was always just kind of a do it yourself person. It was like, you know, he had, he was had a landscaping business and had been in, um, you know, worked in the city on construction crews and was a foreman and ran, you know, ran all sorts of different, um, I would say infrastructure making things. So doing, you know, doing buildings and concrete and all sorts of stuff around the city. Um, and because of that, we've always had this kind of mindset of you could probably do something or make something yourself instead of getting someone else to do it for you. And mm -hmm. also just living frugally, you know, not having a lot of money growing up. It was kind of <laughs> like if you wanted a bow and arrow, you go in the woods and you cut a stick and you make a bow yeah. and arrow. And, and that, that necessarily wasn't our choice. <laughs> right, that exactly. came from a necessity. <laughs> right. I would have loved to buy a, buy a Bow and arrow yeah, bow. we could just buy them. We, well, if we right. had bought everything when we were kids, then I guess we, we wouldn't, wouldn't be here. Now. Right, exactly. And so that's that was kind of where it got you know my mindset into that was just uh, you know how can I make something myself and and it's always been that out of that necessity like it, do I get to a point where I want something so. One of the things where we started uh, the channel was on a knife making video, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but. Um, I really got into making things. Um, through, uh, wanting to make a knife. That was kind of my really, my first foray into really making things for real for myself. So I went to Maryland Institute college of art. Um, and in, I would say maybe my junior year, a uh, buddy of mine, uh, he and I started working on guitars and actually Devin was working with us and we started mm. building guitars and getting into guitar building. Um, so we would be in the wood shop and we would be doing all sorts of stuff in there. And, and I, he and I also, I think, uh, I don't know if it was first, uh, if I wanted to make a knife first or we wanted to make throwing knives, one or the other came <laughs> first. It was like, let's do this. But I think, I think it was just that we, my wife and I, who was my, my girlfriend at the time in college, we wanted to get into backpacking more often. And because of that, I wanted a belt knife. Hmm. So I started looking around online for different belt knives and I could get what I could find at, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, you know, Outdoor World or Bass Pro Shop. I could finding things like that for knives, but there wasn't, uh, I couldn't find the knife that I wanted. And I looked online and there were some really nice knives and they were all really expensive. And right. again, it was like, Hmm, how can I make my own knife? <laughs> so <laughs> to be fair, I don't think a lot of people want to spend two, three hundred, four hundred dollars right. on a knife, even if they have the money. Right. That seems just like, Hey, I can go to Walmart and buy a knife yeah. for $20. Right, exactly. So people don't really think about it, but you wanted something a little, little, little different. Yeah, I wanted something nicer, and I wanted something that was what I wanted. You know, I wanted a certain size. I wanted to fit a certain way. I, you know, I wanted to be able to wear it a certain way on my belt and to work well. And I had one that was kind of hokey and, you know, kind of a funky-shaped <laughs> blade, and it was okay, but I wasn't happy with it. And, um, and so I uh, started looking online, and the first you know, I kind of looked up like how to, how to make a knife, you know? So, and I searched a bunch of different beginner knife things and they were kind of started leaning into specifically the making knives out of circular saw blades. Was this YouTube or was this before YouTube? No, this YouTube. was pre YouTube. Wow. <laughs> this, was, this was back in, I would the probably say, <laughs> uh, 2000 and maybe 2004, 2004 or five, something like that. So YouTube mm. was early on. And, um, one of the, so I, but this was just purely just looking online at like, you know, just tutorials of how to make things. So how to make a knife and it's, you know, take an old circular saw blade, cut out your shape, <laughs> you know, file your bevels, put on a handle, use some, you know, brass pins and attach it. And there you go. Right. And that's what I did. And it worked well and I was happy with it. And, 
Um, but I, you know, I, so kind of went through that process and, and then, uh, you know, wanted to get, you know, doing more and more research into knife making and how I kind of go forward with it. And then the, really the big one I think that got me into it was, uh, was green Pete. There's a video by a guy named green Pete and I don't even know, it wasn't on YouTube. It might've been Vimeo or something in the past, but I watched his video <laughs> and he just, you know, pretty much just made the knife the same way that I did it in our very first video. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that just, uh, you know, I, I started making knives and again, you know, it's like the more, you know, as I, as I built my shop for a knife, for knife making and for just making in general, the more tools I got, the more, you know, opportunity I had to make more things. So I, I was in grad school and, you know, got, wanted to make a pot rack for my house. So instead of buying a pot rack, you know, a hanging pot rack, I bought, mm you know, copper pipe and I put it together and made a pot rack and it turned out really good, you know? And so then again, it's just like getting into things like having that necessity mm. of needing something and not wanting to spend the money on it. And yeah. like actually, and I think that's myself. what we're going to, I mean, that's what we try to do with the channel, but we also try to do, we're going to try to do on the podcast, right? There's right. always a next first project, right? Like yeah, you right, look right. at it and go like, oh, those racks kind of suck. And they go, I can just make the rack. Right. <laughs> There's the stuff. Here's the, you know, we can go to Home yeah. Depot or wherever your yeah. local store and get the stuff where you have it. Right. I've never made a rack before, but yeah, and, you know, that's the thing. Everyone, everyone can do it. Right. It's practice. And it's a, it's a great, it's a great mindset. Cause mm -hmm. I think that's a mindset that's on or off. Mm -hmm. Right. Some people it's just, Hey, I could make this. Right. What does it take that simple? I can right. do that. Or people, you just don't even think about it. Right. Don't even think about making my own table. Where can I buy the table? Right. How much money? I have $100. I want to buy a $100 table. Right. It's not, I have $100. I can spend $100 and get really good materials. Right. And, and something really cool, or at least try it. Right. And then you can be like, hey, that's a table I tried to make. <laughs> like that one over there in, in the in living the room right, that I'm yeah. looking at right now. <laughs> And it's it's not the greatest thing ever, but because I made it and my right. girlfriend and wife now, right. we kind of made it together. You know, it's it's cool. Right. We and appreciate it so much more than IKEA. And not that we don't have IKEA, which we do. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's not even that. It's it's not even like an elitist thing. It's just a, mm -mm. it's just like a mindset. Like you said, yeah. you either have it or you don't. And uh, and it's not even a time thing because none of us have the time to spare. It's how you decide to use your free time. Except for maybe right now. Right, yeah. <laughs> With COVID. We all have time. Go build yeah, yourself right. a table. <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, yeah usually I mean spare. you just and it's a it's a weekend thing. Right. Like, like most people, you just, yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, I think again, I think that's one of those things where you either decide to use your time to do things, to make things or use your time to do other stuff. You know, maybe you want to watch more movies or maybe you like to read books or maybe, you know, or maybe you'd like to do all those things, right. but then, you know, just designating that time as a maker, like mm -hmm. there's always like, it's always in my mind. Like when's the next time I'm going to get down to the shop and work on something or just organize the shop or be in the shop. Like that's always <laughs> on my mind. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. Cause when I'm, when, when I, I come over to shoot with Dustin, we obviously shoot in his shop in his basement all the time and I'll come over and he shows me three projects he's done since the last time we've shot so it'd be like two days before we shot like all right here let's get going he's like well i made this and i hung this axe and i did this and it's like what yeah those are all the things that i do on my free time right. it's like you know it's like all right there's designated time to work on the channel and i have that thing and that actually gets really frustrating sometimes because i'll be like i'll be working on it and i'm i'm into it you know we're filming and then it's it's 
for one reason or another, there's got to be two or three days before filming or four days or five <laughs> or a week. And then I'm just like sitting at it in my shop, just wanting to do the next step. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's killing me to sit there and watch it. But you know, those are, those are the things that we make sure that we leave those interesting things mm. the things that I really want to make and really want to do. And that'll be fun. And those are the things that end up on the channel. Yeah. And there's a lot of advantages to having two people making a YouTube channel mm. I guess, yeah. and or podcast, but right. I, I'm always concentrated on shooting it and editing it and how I'm going to do that. Mm. Dustin's just concentrating on making it, right. which a lot of people do not have that yeah, at all. And, and that's a nice thing. Um, right. Yeah. And that's, I think that's one of the fun, the fun uh, aspects about this podcast. It's going to be different from some other podcasts that we had that, that mm. different perspective, a different point of view and, you know, bringing different people on and talking about things that way. Right. So that's, um, the the origin story of our little our little YouTube channel, right? Um, and actually, so that that all led that all leads into the like Devin coming to me and saying, "Hey, you're always making things, and I have you know the background in filmmaking. Went to film school, have all the background in it, and there are so many YouTube channels on YouTube that are." are doing are successful and doing well, but the level of production is really low. Right. So you were saying, why don't we bring the level of production up high? Right. And do really higher. cool. Yeah. Higher. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it up to, you know, a, an educated level of production. And yeah. And what yeah. can we do with that? Right. And that was the thing. It was not that I didn't not like the YouTube videos. Right. I, yeah. I was getting, I had an itch to to make something, to create other things. Because, I mean, it's fun to do live sport production. Right. But I wasn't doing any. I wasn't filming. I wasn't editing anymore. Right. I had lost, like, all the chops that I had, mm-hmm. had learned. Like, I didn't know how to edit anymore. I, I Like, <laughs> can I even get Final Cut? Like, my Mac's right. dead. I, I don't know how to do it anymore. I don't know how to put graphics in none, and, and nothing like that. So, uh, right, I had yeah. the itch. I was like, I think I need to. And right. even if this... Even if the art of craftsmanship didn't do anything, it was me practicing right. for maybe something else, maybe a different production job. But I think, yeah, I think that also that mindset and both of our mindset of, of kind of going into it as a, almost like a hobby, like trying it out mm. rather than we're relying completely on it gave us a different perspective as well. We didn't have to, it wasn't like always trying to get better. It wasn't always about the more subscribers mm-hmm. or more, you know, like, you know, it wasn't all about the analytics. It was like about, let's just do it and have fun doing it. And if it does well, awesome. Right. You know, well, then we'll, it'll take off. And, and it does, and it's done well, you know. And it's I think done that, okay. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah, we're still starting out, but yeah. but we, we get enough people. Because right. I remember the, the first video we did, it was, it's the file knife video. Right. Make yep. a knife from a file. I said, this is a good everyone. I mean, not everyone, but a lot of people like knives. Right. And obviously that's a very popular uh, segment on YouTube is, is knife videos. Yeah. So I said, we'll do that. Dustin's made a bunch of them. So we'll, we'll go and do that. We shot it, edited it, put it up. And I remember I went camping for the weekend mm. and where I, where, where, where I'd go camping, you, you didn't have any phone service. So you just turn your phone on airplane mode and, and put it in your, mm-hmm. in your car. And when I got out, I think we had something like 700 views Ooh, <laughs> and that blew my mind. Right. And, and still it's not to be like, Oh, that's nothing anymore. Like it's right. silly. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, everything I had done other than in, in house production for sports teams where whoever's right. there sitting in the, yeah, you know, maybe yeah, the 30,000 people that yeah. are in the stands. So they, they get to see it, it but yeah. they kind of watch it. They're drinking beer, eating popcorn. They don't really care about the highlights. Right. 
But then I saw that and I like texted Dustin, like, can you believe it? Like this, this is yeah. amazing. 700 people decided to stop yeah. and use their time to watch our video. Right. Yeah. And then you get your first few comments and it's, it's yeah. really exciting. And still I've tried to, or we've always gone like, let's not get down about right. a video not doing well. Right, right, right. Because we started at we start at seven hundred, and that's amazing. That's huge, yep. more than yep. we ever thought we could get. And then you get a video that gets twenty thousand, <laughs> and then from there, if you don't right. get twenty thousand, you start to get a little bummed. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? But our other one, and we did as much work, and blah, blah, blah. right. But and but we still <laughs> have to. Well, then we just go. We remember, like, look, if you're getting seven hundred people. That's amazing. Right. That's more than if YouTube didn't exist, than we would have gotten for any projects. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, that's one of the things too. It's like looking back now at the video. So to let you guys know what we did, we, we literally just watched our first video ever, the file knife video, just to look back at it. And mm-hmm. we're both sitting there and you could, I could see Devin like glaring at things and like noticing <laughs> things that he messed up on. And I'm there. I, I took notes on the things I made wrong, you know? So it was just funny, like going back and looking and seeing what we did and how we've grown. Um, just as like myself, as my, my comfort level in front of the camera mm-hmm. is, has grown a lot, you know, the way that I think about, uh, specifically, I, I think at the time, you know, now, now I feel like what I'm doing is I can imagine being in front of the audience where at the time when we first started, it, it wasn't there in my mind yet. And, you know, I'm a teacher, so I'm used to talking to people, you know, and I get, I think that comes across in the videos as like, a, I'll walk you through that situation, but I'm also there talking to you, which helps, you know, so I have Devin right. there with me. He's, he's, he'll ask questions and he'll, you know, talk about things like, Oh, what about this? Like, or what if you try it this mm. way? You know, make suggestions and, and right, that mindset. Right. And that, that's kind of the idea behind, behind the channel Right. was when we were like, Hey, let's do it. Just talk to me. And then everyone will feel like you're talking to them. Right. And you don't have to, um, you don't have to dumb it way down. Right. You're just giving tips. You're just, I mean, I, I've made some things, Yeah. but it's usually I'll make a knife and then you'll go and make 10. Right. Right. Or I'll go make a bow and then you'll go and make 10. Right. Right. So it's always been uh, with a little bit of your, your guidance. And, but by the time I'm like finished one, you've made a bunch and then you go, well, I did this and that and that and that. Right. And learn from those tips and and tricks and stuff. And that's, you know, that is the channel. Right. right? So the channel and the same thing with a podcast. Now I'm going to be the layman. I'm going to be the guy who's, you might, uh, all the people who know what's what they're going to think I'm kind of dumb, but mm-hmm. hopefully I'm, I'm just the normal audience right? because there's a lot more people who want to learn than the masters already than people who already know. Right. And if they already know, they, they might not be listening, but right. And that's, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, as far as the comments say, there are lots of masters who watch and they all want to <laughs> comment. <laughs> like you're, oh, it's horrible. You're doing this or you can do uh, Jimmy Duress's baby voice. Why? you do that it's all rusty it's gonna not gonna work everyone's gonna burn their hand you know so it's like having that uh that perspective of uh of being someone who is willing to learn or willing to learn new tricks you know that's the thing like i i'm assuming that most people who are listening to this are makers Mm -hmm. right that's the people who are already in the mindset and they don't need to know every single thing but you know that one thing, when I think of that, when we're, when we're in the shop and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm doing something and then I'll say, I'll say to Devin, all right, I have something to say, you know, it's like something that I thought of, like, you know, something that I'm thinking of in my mind that I know if I say out loud might be helpful to someone, 
You know, it's something that I know that's not exactly just a, it's just not me just filing on a knife or me just sanding on a, a wooden, you know, an ax handle or something. It has some, there's some tip there, something, some tidbit that I think mm. that I would, that I would tell someone if I was there in front of them. Right. Well, this is what I'm thinking. And I think that's, that's where, that's why we try to, that try to come across that way on the YouTube channel. Right. And a lot of people have used a lot of tools, but right. there's always someone else, else who has a, another tip or a better tip. Right, right. Or something. So, so you love it. Like, oh, you've been using that. No, it's fine. But try, try this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like just recently, we were helping our father put in a floor in in their house, mm. and um, he he was using a chop saw. It was not a sliding chop saw, just a regular chop saw, you know, mit- uh, miter saw. And uh, he chopped down on a piece, and the the flooring was maybe six inches, right? And the chop saw could only cut five and a half. So he chopped down. He's like, ah, oh, you know, we have to. We'll figure out what we have to do to get that little last little bit. And I just showed him the tip of taking that piece and tipping it up on the chop saw. So you're actually like, grabbing it and you're tipping it up on the chop saw just a little bit, and it'll the the blade will extend out just enough so that way you'll actually chop all the way through. Right. And that's something that I've been doing for years. I probably saw it on a YouTube video somewhere. And my dad, <laughs> who has years and years and years of more experience than I do, right. had never thought of that and was like, oh. That's great. You know, what a great tip. You know, and now he'll know that forever. You know, like that little tip. Right. And, and um, things. An- another starting thing was I had watched normal YouTube videos and then I watched uh, Tested, Adam Savage's Tested. And that was, I-, I would say, the main influence was just to watch that, a long form of him making Right. Anything. Right. 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 Obviously his enthusiasm is what is like his staple. He loves every little bit and every little thing. But I went, Oh, it's, it's always right. That's how you start anything. Oh, I think that's cool. We we can do that. I like that. It was clean. It was, it was just following him around. Yeah. And it seemed like you were in his shop with him. Yeah. The camera angles. I think that's what you do as well as you get those camera angles where you're moving around you're following around, you're getting close. So you get, we, we back up some, you know, show something happening and then zoom in some and show something close up, you know, where you would know someone would want to see that. And which are the basics of all video and, and, and film production. Right. And And stuff that a lot of people do leave out, but you don't have to go to school or whatever. I mean, you could watch YouTube videos (laughs) for you spend a day, spend eight hours going through framing and how to right. do things and rules and what to shoot and what an insert is and what the degrees are that you have to cut back and forth. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't look um, jumpy. Right. It's not that hard. And a lot of people don't do it. <laughs> so it's, it's not rocket science, but right. uh, yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, and you know, I see, I see our growth as well in, in the way, you know, the, the video was edited just from that first right. file knife video to what we do now. Yeah, a lot, a lot of movement. Yeah, that was the the cringy stuff. Like, yeah. why, why am I moving? Why am I zooming and doing all this great? And yeah, that doesn't really matter on YouTube because a lot of people do it. They zoom and jump right. cut, and that's kind of like now it's like the YouTube look, right? Just jump to have cuts. someone jump cuts and all. Like people don't notice it, right? But I, you know, I think people like the traditional. Yeah. It feels old school maybe right yeah and we get that a lot you know the comments are like, oh, this feels like you know this old house, yeah, some this old feels show, like, and you know, it's Bob not because right. Uh, not necessarily where we're doing that style show. Right. Maybe it's just, it's just shot in an old fashioned way. Exactly. Where we'll do, you know, four or five, six takes on the intro or on a specific thing that I want to talk about instead of doing jump cuts throughout it, which we could, and it would be perfectly fine. And everyone would like, no one would care or notice it, but we care and we notice it. Yeah. That's how, and you know, that's just, this is what we wanted. You know, it was was the look that we wanted and, you know, and, and, 
and the feeling. And I think that's like, you know, that's come across pretty well. People see that and they recognize it. So. Yeah. So sorry to people who, who may be listening that maybe haven't seen the, the channel, the art of craftsmanship. There you go. Well, now you've known all about now you have to go watch and so yeah we'll talk a little bit about like so that very first video the file knife video i you know, I kind of walk through the process of annealing a file you know so softening it in in a fire so it started out had the fire put it into an actual fire outside built it up let it anneal for you know whatever that is two hours or so keep it nice and hot so annealing is going from being hardened like a file is hardened because it's designed to cut other steel and then annealing it which softens it uh, so I did that, went through that process and then, you know, took it in the shop and just me, like, you know, the difference in our shop then, you know, the shop was different. You know, I had, I had a different table. I had a, like, you know, all the setup was different. You know, now I, now I've got like a whole wood rack in the back, which you could actually watch on some of our videos where we, we actually build a wood rack. Um, and I've opened up the whole back of the shop and I have all these new tools and all sorts of stuff. And, and I think just, you know, just seeing that the difference between the two was really fun. Um, you know, and also just looking back and seeing the way I've did I've done things. So at the time, you know, I'm making a file knife using predominantly files to make the file knife, you know, mm. grinding with a, a four by 36 grinder with no platen really on the back to no, you know, not do any plunge lines or, you know, no bevel book grinding jig or, you know, like a jig to actually, you know, like getting bevels or doing plunge lines or, or, you know, or like no two by 72, no, no, you know, serious knife making <laughs> tools. And, and I was actually relatively surprised at how well it turned out. You know, I, I saw things that I could change and things that I have changed since then in areas where I was less, uh, you know, I guess less, less annoyed by errors and things, you know, mm. at the time. And, and obviously that's in anything that you do as a maker, as you get better, you, you see those things and you get better each time. So each, each knife that I make, I feel like I try a little harder or I do something that should make it better. Right. You're, you're all, always improving. Right. And that's the thing. The more, you know, the more, um, right. Things you see, mistakes you see. Right. Just like anyone in any profession. Right. Right. And I think, yeah, exactly. And now it's funny when people make comments on that video, they're like, Oh dude, why would you use a four by 36 to make a knife? I'm like, well, obviously you haven't watched any of my other videos because I've done, you know, half a dozen other knife videos and I've, you know, gained tools and things along the way. But that, that doesn't say that those tools won't work and do what you want them to do. Right. The answer is always, this is what I had, right? This is what I have. Yep. And that's relatable. Right. And that's not because you want to be relatable. It's because what that's what you have. That's what you have, yeah. And that's like what was it? The program you used to make that first video, you know? Right. It was some the because I was I didn't have my old Mac with Final Cut anymore. Right. Right. I had lost my chops and I lost my computer and any way to do it. So I had to buy some freeware, and had to use my wife's old computer and it was terrible. <laughs> and the f computer wasn't fast enough. Right. And then because of that, when we edited and put it up, there's like black frames and there's some things that I, I just you can't render You can't look at it in, in full speed and hide, you know, it's, it's, right. it was rough, <laughs> but you upgrade. It was rough. That's funny. We're watching it earlier and he's seeing things like that. He's seeing the black frames and he's seeing that like the, the cuts where there's pauses and, you know, and that type mm -hmm. of stuff. And, I didn't notice any of that. <laughs> I'm noticing where my, you know, my, where my bevel line is like wobbly. It's not straight, you know, and I'm like all the scratches on the blade and, you know, and just the, the different amount of like time and effort I'm putting into things. So it really is about like what you have and what you're willing to put into it to, to give you, you know, do your best product you can. Right. And I, I want to go back to uh, why we, I mean, we talked about why we started the podcast mm -hmm. 
and the gilded reasons in front of why we oh, really man. wanted to do it. Um, we were, we know uh, Brian House mm, from right. Housework right. on YouTube. We had met him. He made uh, an awesome grinder or, or, or did a great grinder for Dustin. Right. And we had talked to him since then. Yeah. Brian had, um, he had, I think he had started, you know, commenting here and there on the channel and, uh, you know, occasionally you know, also like commenting on my, my posts on Instagram, things like that, mm. you know, and just was a kind of part of the community. Mm-hmm. So I had seen his name and I think I, you know, I, I probably had subscribed to housework, his channel, right. You know, just started kind of just, just building that relationship slowly, you know, where it's like someone keeps popping up, right. They keep commenting, <laughs> they keep copying it, popping up. And you can tell that that's someone who's devoted. And we've got a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people like that that are really awesome. Right. Or who, who are just interested. And then you look at people subscribing and, and maybe they had, I, I don't know, he had some, he had a channel. Yeah. You gotta right. let me check the channel out. And it, um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, super right. clean, super nice, really. He's got some of the best of everything. It's kind of opposite right. of our channel, but it's really done well, and it's not. He's not talking down to anybody, right? And, and he, yeah, he encourages the community. Like yeah. that's that's his thing a lot. He reaches out to people. Um, you know, he'll 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 ask directly to the viewers. Like, I'm trying to do this. What do you think about this design? Right. Or what do you think? Like, help me out. I need some help. And you know, get the feedback that way. And I think you know, Brian reached out to us. Um, directly said, you know, like, have you ever thought about, about getting a two by 72? My response was obviously, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, I thought about it, but uh, you know, even a cheap two by 72 is going to be $1,300, $1,400. Right. Like it's a lot of money and I'm not a professional knife maker. Right. You know, I'm a hobby, I'm a hobbyist and yeah. I do it for the YouTube channel and I have a full-time job and you know, I'd love to be able to sell all knives and things I make for full time, but that's not a reality right now. So I was like, yeah, of course I'd love to have a two by 72, but I, you know, I never thought about it. And so Brian decided to, uh, to build us a two by 72 and send it up, which is just amazing. Mm. You know, I can't, I can't even like say how thankful I am for that because it really is a huge tool, um, in the growth of a maker and not necessarily just a, a knife maker, but a maker in general, having that a really good machine. Grinder. Yeah. It, it, it goes a long way. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, and that's what the revolution. Yeah, that's a shout out for right. his uh, revolution, yeah, revolution grinder. two by seventy. And you can check out, you know, his he's got lots of videos on building that grinder as well as uh, we have our video of uh, when he sent it up. He did all the welding, did everything for us, and so we put that together. So that's in one of our videos as well. Yeah, yeah, and so so he had. Um, and now that I'm thinking about it, um, I really started following and seeing Brian when we did our. Um, knife talk, build along, build along, mm. knife talk, build along, build along. If you guys <laughs> listen to the knife talk podcast, you'll hear that they actually mentioned us in, in there during the knife talk. And they said, we're doing a build along, build along. So I yeah. was listening to knife talk and I heard them. I, I was really against it because not only had I not heard of talk, knife talk, not that it isn't big, which it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now, you know, we're on the same network. Right. Um, I didn't like the idea of doing parts. Right. I, and, I never did. And Dustin right. doesn't either. But it was always, we wanted to do the whole video hmm. all the way through. Right. So you didn't ever have to go searching for part three right. of part one through 10. Because right. we've all been there. Mm-hmm. You watch a couple and they're each like 11 minutes. You're, you're ready to sit down and watch some YouTube. 
right. which is now a thing. It's like any TV, any yeah. show. You want to watch it for a while or whatever. You go down a rabbit hole. You don't plan to watch two hours of YouTube, but you end up doing. <laughs> so I was like, ah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to do parts. Right. And I, I mean, my, my perspective was, okay, this is like Knife Talk's going to be doing a build-along. They're going to do it for four or five, six weeks, whatever it is. And each time they're going to basically tell the viewers, the listeners, what they should be working on. And I thought it was a great way for us to build it really quickly or do that part and put it out, right? Put it out so people could listen to the podcast and then we would put our, our video out and they could see it happening. So right. it wasn't, so if there were actual beginner knife makers who wanted to follow along with knife talk podcasts, their build along, then they would have it visuals of it. Mm. And I was like, well, let's do this. It'll give us some good content for the next six weeks right? or whatever. We'll be able to do it quickly and it'll help us to, um, to, to get into that network as well. Maybe. Yeah. Right. And it was like, <laughs> you know, maybe if we put it out, we'll get some more of that, you know, we'll tag it. We'll put some stuff in like, this is the knife talk. We'll, we'll, th- you know, shout them out, give them as much love as we can. Right. Um, and that's the other, one of the other things, right. Is like, let's give love to where, where it right. belongs. You right. Know, Not only are you trying to, you know, grab onto some other people's success, right. like we all do like, Hey, you want to join up, blah, blah. Right, but right. it's, the stuff you actually like, right? You want yeah. to shout it out, yeah. And exactly. another thing that you really just enjoy it, so you want to mix with them, and right? And that's actually that's funny. So, um, simple little life. Who now has a podcast on the Makery Network? Uh, I first heard about Knife Talk through his videos. So mm. you know, and he's he's a successful YouTuber. He's got a lot of subscribers, you know, and he does a really good job. And so he was like, I heard a couple of years ago. He's like, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Knife Talk podcasts. They're great. You know, you guys should listen to them. Right. So I started listening to them. You know, right. and then it's like, oh, there's all these great people, and you know, and then you see like we we have some success on YouTube, and Knife Talk podcast has success there. You know, so you get like this these big names in in like successful knife making and making and you know blacksmithing. Um, and they get a chance to talk there. And so, you know, it really is the community of everyone building each other up. Right. Know? Because as we, we always say, there's a huge, there's a pie. Right. And maybe old oh, school right. was, there's only so much room mm-hmm. for you and in, in, you only get so much of a slice. But since YouTube and Instagram and podcasts are the earth, mm-hmm. the pie is huge. Right. So even if you have... You can have 20,000 people looking forward to watching or listening to you. And that's can be minuscule compared to the biggest ones. Right. But you still can get a big, or you can have a million subscribers and that you're still nothing. You, right. I mean, not nothing. I don't mean it that way. I mean, the, in the slice, your, yeah. your slice can be right. big, but it, the pie's huge. Right. You, know, yeah, you can fill yourself yeah. up. The pie is not going down or not. Right. Hopefully not. Yeah, I never feel I never feel guilty using someone else's trick in a video. Right. Or, or right. yeah, and you're not and I don't feel bad when other people use my tricks. You know, if they're like, "Oh, I learned this from the art of craftsmanship and da 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 da." da. Right. You know, like they're not taking away from our viewers. The pie is huge. Right, that's the they're, thing the, the viewers are Right, there. you always it since it encourages cooperation. Right. Before it was like, I don't want to bring them up cuz they're taken from me. Yeah. Yeah. My it doesn't matter anymore. No. Yeah, it's, you you can gladly yeah. share Right. Or talk to someone or shout them out if you really like them. Yeah. And that's that's the best way. I mean, sponsors are rough, and we've tried to stay. I mean, it, I mean, some people have them. Podcasts are different. But right. for YouTube, 
you're like watching a YouTube video and they stop to talk about some mobile game. Right. And you're just like, all right. So you're figuring out how to skip through their video. Right. And then you end up right. missing like the next five minutes because you just go skip, 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 skip. So right. we've tried to stay away from that. Uh, who right. knows? You know, everyone yeah. has a price. Someone offers exactly. you twenty right. grand, then you go, okay, we'll talk about mobile, right. blah, blah, blah. But right, we're all we're all in it to you know to 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 better ourselves, learn new things, and also to make some money here. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's about. You know, everyone not, likes to make money off of something they love right. doing. But um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think you know, just just at that aspect of everyone bringing it up. You know, Brian reached out to us and was like, you know, you you guys have more success than I do right now. And I think at the time we might have been at you know maybe seventy or maybe like. 50, 60,000 right. subscribers, you know, and Brian was at 12. Right. And, you know, but that wasn't the issue. It was like, he would made this really general, generous offer and yeah. we were happy to accept it, you know, and right. also that, bring him along. That's what I wanted to say. It's, that, that's not a sponsorship. It's a, right. not only do we like Brian's videos, he's offering us something really, really great. Right. So obviously don't mind talking about him and, you know, right. it's not that you want people to give you free stuff. Right. Yeah. It's that you already like them and, so even if if someone you like gives you a ten dollar thing, yep. you're gonna you're gonna shout them out. You're gonna talk about them, right? Exactly. Oh, this awesome channel they gave me this. Look at this little great tool. Yeah. Or uh, some stupid company can ask you, offer you five hundred. Nah. Yeah. Like we don't care about it. Right. Unless maybe it's some brand you really do care about, but I think that's rare. Right. A lot of these brands are just, just yeah. And I mean they see they see the opportunity of of you know these people who have lots of following, you know, that's what, like you said, YouTube is TV now, you know, so mm -hmm. you have, you know, every video that we put out is going to get several thousand views and, you know, occasionally get ones that have a couple hundred thousand views and they all build up, you know, so it doesn't matter, you know, you show it once and someone, someone searches like, Oh, I need a, you know, I need a Hobart welder. They search on YouTube, Hobart welder. Right. Every video that's been shot about a Hobart welder will be on YouTube whether it's from 10 years ago or whether it's from recently. So those, those, you know, like people, you know, giving you money to put information about your channel, that, that content is there forever. Right. They, they know they're going to make money off. Of right. That. So and, yeah, they could, they yeah. can really cash in. Cause traditionally, let's say you want to put a commercial 30 second commercial on your local NBC during the, not even during the day. It's like at 10 o'clock and in the morning news, but how many people are really watching morning news right. anymore? over antenna right i, I don't know twenty thousand older mm -hmm. people right. in your town depending on the size of your town it could be 300 people right yeah. and then you got to spend you got to get someone to make it which is going to be like two grand then you got to buy your spots which are another grand or two yeah you want a commercial it's like five to ten grand and you don't know who you're reaching mm -hmm. but now on youtube you, you can you know exactly who you're reaching right and yeah and you can interact with them which is always fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The people, that's why, you know, us as, as YouTube content creators are always saying, you know, send us, put us a comment in there, you know, give me the like, give me the comment. I'd love to communicate with you. And I really do. You know, we like every day I'm on my phone, you know, looking at my YouTube yeah. app every day, right. looking at comments, responding to comments, you know, and, you know, and I think, and that makes a big difference. Like you've said to me in the past, you know, when, when someone that you've watched, whether you've watched them one time and they have 200 subscribers or you've watched them, you know, for years and they've got mm. 2 million subscribers. When that person responds to you, 
you get this like feeling of elation. You're right. Like, oh, I can actually see them. They're like, it's this person on TV, you know, like <laughs> yeah, YouTube quotes, TV. Yeah. That's like air quote, you know, that's now responded back to me. It's this, you know, the personality, you know, yeah. that's someone, like they're actually, and, and I actually have a great story of that, uh, who we had, um, so I've been watching Alex Steele for quite a few years now, back from when he was originally back in his Baker street studio. And he was like 18 years old. I've been watching him since the beginning. Um, he would do live streams with uh, his his buddy at the time, Sam, who worked with him. And so they were doing a live stream and I just, I was watching and I put a comment in like, you know, Alec would say brilliant all the time. There's a dog in the background. Uh, yeah, sorry if you hear a dog going around. That's, that's Gomer. <laughs> um, so he would he would say, oh, "This is brilliant. Oh, this is fantastic." You know. So I just just real quickly in the comments wrote like, mm-hmm. uh, "You know, it's turning out brilliant." Just to play on his words, right? And he just happened to look over and see it, and was like, "Oh, cool." You know, the art of craftsmanship. You know, thank you. You know, I see it, basically <laughs> like I see what you did there. You know, that's funny. Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like <laughs> so, Alex Steele just said our name. Right. I like captured it and like sent it to Devin. Like, oh, check it out, man. It's so cool. Like. You know, right. our other craftsmanship when we had like 2000 subscribers, you know, like maybe <laughs> that, you know, it was like, and, and so that perspective, you know, Devin had sent to be multiple times. Like people feel that way, you know, yeah. that you got to build that community. Right. And it's not just them seeing you talking, but going through those comments and responding or mm-hmm. even just putting a like on, you know, they see, they see that you saw it and you've liked what they've said. Right. You know, it makes, it makes a world of difference and it really does build the community up because you have a tendency. Everyone has a tendency to, you want to respond to the trolls. Right. On your channel. Because you oh, want to defend yeah. yourself. <laughs> like, why would you do this? That's stupid. You have no blah, blah, blah. right. And you, you want to defend yourself just yeah. like anyone and just like anything in the world. We're always the the negative sticks with you. Yep. In the news, yeah. everything. That <laughs> sticks in your brain. You can't forget right. it. That one negative thing. You can hear ten positive things or ten ten yep. comments or But yeah. if you sit there and respond to those two equally, or maybe just well, whatever played off like hey right. and maybe you can turn them yeah like because they the they don't think that you're a human <laughs> on the other side <laughs> i mean i'll just say hey man this is why i did it uh thanks for watching yeah because obviously you've watched the whole thing because you've now commented yeah. about things at the end of the video <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so but usually you know you just you don't yeah. want to and if you don't do if you respond to them with a paragraph explanation of what mm-hmm. you did and why they shouldn't be angry and all you do is thumbs up someone who said something really nice or maybe don't respond at all. Right. It's terrible. Yeah. And they're like looking like, Oh, he'll like, so we try try not to yeah. do that. Yeah. Think about what's, what, what's going to make the difference. You know, if you're responding to the troll, their, their whole reason is to get that response. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And if they you don't, don't respond, they don't know that you've ever right. seen it. But if you respond to someone who even just says like, Oh, this is great. You know, good job. Mm. You know, or, or I've learned some tips. This is awesome. You know, thanks. I appreciate it. Or just like, Hey, good job on this. Or what I like actually a lot is when there are people who, um, acknowledge that I'm trying, right. They're like, Oh, this Mm -hmm. is really good. Like, I really appreciate that you're trying this and you're showing us what do we do, you know, or like recently, like someone's like, you know, I'm a professional welder and I see that you're really giving (laughs) it a go. That's awesome. You know, you got a lot to learn, but that's great. And I, I really appreciate those comments and, you know, reaching back out to those people, that's going to make a huge difference for them. And and, that's so cool. We're always and Dustin usually oh, he mentions like hey uh, we'll try to teach you guys things and hopefully learn some stuff from you that's actually something you said on the first video that we right. just watched that you ever did and that's true that's right. not bullshit it's right. it's actually because Dustin doesn't know everything he's not a professional mm-hmm. he's like I mean he, he's obviously he's talented yeah. but he's not a he's not a pro yeah. and so especially in the new the new video we did a, a sign from an old mill saw mm-hmm. that was our latest video 
and lit it up real nice and did our new logo, our craftsmanship. And actually, that's probably the thumbnail you see for our podcast now. Yes, it is. Is that all? And and he uh, talk about. <laughs> Again, uh, you know, I think you're going to the fact that, like, you know, doing that and getting those comments from people who are responding back and like seeing that I'm learning and trying new things on video and want to get those tips, right? So, like, trying that welding for the very first time. Mm. I didn't have to like do welding for the very first time on video, but you know, that's part of the experience. It's part of me learning and showing that I am a novice at things and oh, I right. want to get better, right? You know, and also doing something to the best of it, it to to an extent that it works for mm. what you need to do. Right. Um, there's this uh, great quote or story that I was told at some point by, uh, and I don't remember where it came from, but the wife of a cabinet maker, you know, the cabinet maker always made things for their own house. Obviously as a cabinet maker, you want to make their own cabinets as well. And she said like, why do our cabinets always have defects and things? Why can't I always see these? You know, he's like, mm. well, you know, those are in all of the ones I'm making. They're not just in the ones, but in the other ones I'm hiding them. You know, it's like, I've, I've gotten really good at hiding my mistakes to a point where I can, you know, it looks good for who I'm giving it to. And that's, that's key, you know, as a maker that you're always making mistakes and you're always learning from them and you're always figuring out ways to make it work in the end, you know? So if that weld on the back of that sign wasn't perfect, it didn't need to be perfect. Like it was a great chance for right. me to, to practice this on video on, you know, a bracket that was going to be on the back of a sign mm -hmm. that was going to be held against a wall. Right. And then, yeah. but yeah, so, and you know, we actually thought there'd be more trolls on that, but actually right. a lot of people are just supportive, right? But it's also because Dustin put it out there yeah. and also, you know, said, ah, oh, that's pretty terrible. That is <laughs> right, not exactly. good. Look at this. <laughs> but uh, it's, that's interesting content. Yeah. Seeing somebody do something for the first time. And then maybe in a few years we'll look back and Dustin will be good at welding and it'll be funny. It'll right, be something exactly. you can look back and oh, remember that looks horrible. You know, uh, I can't believe I was making those mistakes. I can't believe I was, you know, that far away from it or right. that I wasn't, you know, tilting the, the gun like forward or, you know, that I tried to do it at that amperage and that speed. Yeah. Like what was I thinking? But that's, that's another silly. thing. There's so many tips and tricks like that. Yeah. And everyone is hiding. Everyone's hiding stuff. Right. You know, it's like, how do you get that to be perfect? Well, it's not right. perfect. Right. I just know how to make it look perfect. Right, exactly. There's something under it that yeah. that I cover with this. Right. So th that's the type of stuff you're trying to tell and we're trying to learn right. constantly. Just like anything like it, it's like magic. It's like when you first learn how to draw something. Mm -hmm. and you're drawing a ball mm -hmm. and they teach you how to make it look 3D <laughs> by the curves of your lines. And you go, "Oh, that's a, it's a trick." I just do it like this. Right. And then it's three. Ah, that's it. I can learn that. I can do that. <laughs> ah, yeah. I know sometimes so you, you're yeah. just, you just have tricks that I don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You're not amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> you know, I might, I might spend a little more time on it and make my tricks look nicer. Right. But they're the same tricks. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's actually one of the things where, where Devin will edit in something in a video where, you know, I'll do something, I'll do it a bunch of times and he'll obviously have recorded all of them. Mm. And then, you know, in my mind, you might show it, two, three times, you know, and then it goes to the next thing, but then you'll see the kind of the gem there of like an actual learning moment mm. and you'll show it more times. Like this is how many times you screwed up 
and, and we still need to emphasize the fact that you screwed up because at the end you learned from that mess up. Right. And, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh man, I can't believe you showed it that many times, but it really <laughs> does make a difference. You know, it shows people that it's, it's attainable that they can actually make something like that. Yeah. You know, you might have to struggle through it, you know, and we all have those moments. Right. And that's your maker switch. It's either on or off. Yeah. So right. hopefully when you watch a video from us or from anyone and you see, oh, they did that or, oh, they, they, they uh, didn't do that or right. what? Then it, it turns your maker switch on. Right. Like, oh, okay. So I, I get a little clue in. Now now I'm gonna try I'm gonna try something like that. Which I think is the most we get that the most. People saying yeah, mm. it's kinda of inspired us to start. Mm-hmm. Just start. Right, exactly. Someone's like, you know, I've I've watched these videos and now I'm, you know, gotten into mm. knife making or I've gotten into like making my own handles for axes. Right. Or restoring old tools and it's so much fun. I'm so happy that you did that. You know, that's those are those awesome key elements, you know, those key comments that right. really make it fun for us. Yeah, there's gonna be I think that's gonna be one of the staples of every week is if we don't have a guest on, which we do, we don't have a lot of guests on. Right. We're gonna try to pick uh, a video that we've already done as a reference. Um so either you can go and watch it or you've already watched it and you'll right. know what we're talking about. Uh, hopefully without it, you do too. Um, and through that, we want to uh, give you an idea how to, how to do stuff. And it's right. just, it's just a good way for us to pick a topic. Right. And also address some of those questions that a lot of people ask on those videos. They yeah. ask over and over and over and over again, and they don't, they don't go back and watch, you know, read other people's comments because right. you know, nobody has time for that. Maybe so do you some, ask the question, right? maybe do some <laughs> FAQs. Right. Blah, exactly. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. Which actually leads us perfectly into our next little segment. And another thing that we want to do each week is that we're going to talk about disasters as a maker. <laughs> what are some of your disasters? And that, you know, we'll both kind of talk about that, but that again, that kind of also is that maker switch. Mm. Right? You, if you hit that disaster, do you keep going <laughs> or are you done? Turn your maker switch off. Like, uh, can you I'm turn done. your maker switch off? <laughs> and I, I think once it's on, you can't. <laughs> right. Yeah. You You'll just find something else to make. Son of a bitch. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, so one of my disaster stories and I'll start, um, is, uh, so as a knife maker, you know, there's all sorts of different things that have gone along, along the way. And there are some things like, you know, I, well, I'll heat treat a blade and, you know, quench it and it won't be hard. Right. So I'll do it again. That's not really a disaster. I'm thinking like a disaster, mm. something that really could make a break. And so, um, as you know, one of the things I'll actually have two and I want to talk about both cause they're both fun. Uh, <laughs> so th- the first one is, um, a knife. So I was making a file knife for a friend of ours for his father. And this is a commission. So, you know, it was like I had a deadline and timeline and I had, you know, maybe a month, two months, something like that, you know, plenty of time. So I had done everything kind of taking my time working through, done all my bevels, got everything clean and sharpened. And, you know, it was, everything was really nice and did a really good heat treat. It was nice and hard. Everything was great, except for there was a little bit of a warp in the blade hmm. killer timing. Perfect, perfect <laughs> thing to kill a knife maker, a warp in the blade. Mm. And it always happens. So, you know, so I, I, I'm working on it and a little bit of a warp. It's not much, you know, might be able to get away with it, but you know, as a maker and as someone who's like, you know, I'm, I'm driving, my purpose is to be better each time. It's like, I don't want to, you know, especially if this is a knife that I'm selling as a commission, I don't want to give this person this knife with a warp in the blade. They probably would never even notice it and it probably wouldn't matter, but you know, to me it mattered. So I take it over to my vice, you know, I put in my little, my straightening pins where I have three pins. You put two pins on one side of the blade the blade that it's warping the side that's the convex side. And then you put a third pin, you know, against the side that's concave. So on the outward, and then you clamp it down to the vice and that gives you a, you know, an opposite bend. Now, anytime you bend metal, you have to bend it past its, its actual straight point 
so it'll bounce back. It'll spring back to the actual area that you want it to straighten it. So, I mean, I'm doing it. I put in the vise, you know, clamping down on the vise, taking it past, straightening it out, taking it past, straightening it out. Just keep working a little bit, a little bit of time because obviously this is that key point where either it's going to explode on me or it's going to be fine. And it was getting really close, you know, just, just about just right. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. It's good. You know, I've got like a week to spare. Let's do a little bit more, just straighten out a little bit more. <laughs> and obviously that last time, it's always the last time, a little bit further and bam, it's just this twing and it just snaps <laughs> and hits the floor. And I'm just like looking down, you know, wide eyed, everything's going through my mind. Like, Son of a bitch. Now what do I do? <laughs> so, and of course, like I've got a week, you know, eight, six days or something like that, five days to get it done. So just snap the blade completely. So I had to start from scratch and you know, then get another, another, you know, another blade, get another steel, do all my everything, you know, and that, that's another test. Like how fast can you make something? I think that, and I think the key thing about a good disaster is how much you already have into it. Right. You can't yeah. have a disaster when you're just cutting out the shape of your blade. Right. It's not a disaster. <laughs> you just cut another one and you put 30 more minutes into right, it. Exactly. It's got to be like days and days yeah, and a week like, and you've done it yeah. and you're so happy about yeah. it. And you're all like, my bevel, oh, all the holes drilled. This great. This yeah. is looking good. Yeah. Everything. Heat treat went perfect. It was beautiful. The temper was really good. You know, <laughs> I had hand sanded everything, you know, pretty much. And just straightening that blade just a little bit. You mm. know, I was like, oof. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, and did you make it? I did. Yeah. So I started over, you know, remade everything, cut out the template, you know, drilled everything. He treated, got it all in time, done in time <laughs> and, uh, and gave it to it. And it's funny because, uh, our, our friend's father who has that knife just keeps it in like a safe. He doesn't even use it. He's just like, it's too pretty. I don't even want to use it. I'm like, you got to use that. that. It's guy's dad. Is that guy's dad. Yeah. Our, our friend guy. My, my best friend's father. Yeah. We're like, Hey, he sent us the pictures. Like, what have you been doing with it? He's like, I don't touch it. No, it's like, too what? nice. I'm like, it's a, it's, it's a tool, nice. man. It's a Come tool. No. You don't say this hammer is too yeah. nice. Yeah. I'll just hang it up. I mean, you might, but you know, it's silly. <laughs> it's a tool. But yeah. So my other story I've, um, uh, <laughs> and so a friend of ours moved from, uh, Seattle back to Baltimore to take a job here in, in Baltimore. And, um, she went from using like a desktop to using a laptop and wanted to, you know, kind of realized that as the laptop's a little lower and her back was hurting a little bit sitting at her new desk. So she asked me if I could make a laptop table for her, just a stand that would raise it up off the desk, mm. maybe like two and a half, three inches. Right. I was like, Oh, this is great. You know, I'll get, do like a live edge. It'll be beautiful. I'll do some like through tenons, you know, with wedges <laughs> and I got it all ready and was working it out. This beautiful piece of black walnut had it planed down beautifully, all ready to go, you know, used a chisel and cut out the mortises perfectly. Everything fit really nicely and had these legs uh, that I was making out of uh, charred poplar, mm. which is poplar is a, is a soft wood in general, but then charred poplar is like they've actually burnt it to make it like darker and mm. it turns out black. It's beautiful, but it's soft. I didn't really think about that as part of the thing. So I'm getting it all together. I've got like the, the tenons on the poplar legs. They fit perfectly in, you know, and I, I got it all. I cut all of my wedges. I'm using all these little pieces of maple. So I'm getting like a contrast against the black walnut and the poplar and the maple, beautiful wedges. Everything's going to be perfect. Hey, how how much time did you have in it? At this oh, this point? was, this was hours and hours. And, and you know, the other thing was, this is for a friend, right? I was, this is not a commission. This is something for me personally to give to a friend. And, right. you know, she just wanted like three pieces of plywood, you know, glued and tacked together. So it lifted up and I'm like, I have this great plan, you know, like hours and hours into this. And, uh, everything, you know, and lots of handwork, which is the other thing too. Like, 
you know, all the chiseling, everything was done by hand. And you know, mm. I'm like getting, cutting everything out and getting it perfectly. And then, you know, I put them together, get the legs in, you know, it's, it's two legs on either side that are in one full piece and they have two tendons that go up through the table. And then, you know, and then I would put the wedges down through and that would, you'd see that and it'd be exposed. Got it in, everything's ready. And then I glue up the wedges and I put them in just a little bit, you know, all eight cause it's two tenons on either side. So it's a total of four tenons and each tenon has two wedges that are holding it. Get them all taped and chapped in just a little bit. Cause you want to kind of bring them all in slowly. So that way when you're done, all the wedges are the same width. Mm. I'm tapping, tapping, going around, tapping and one breaks. I, so I'm putting the wedge in and the actual leg below it splits. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. Okay. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll be fine. Right. I can put a little bit of wood glue. It's good. Okay. Keep going. You know, I'll tap a little bit more tapping the next one, you know, another, the other side, another split. And then I'm just like, all right, it's too late now. I got to keep going. You know, right. so I just keep going and they all split Ugh. every, every tenon split straight down through the legs are all broken. Is that four or how many it's, it was four tenons mm. with two wedges in each. So it's eight <laughs> wedges all glued in. So I was just like, got to pull everything back out, you know, like pull them all, all everything glued, just smash it out. It's all in bits. Like and just, that, that one just you never finished. Crumbled. I never finished. That is a, un- I, he actually showed it to me yeah. recently. It's real, yeah. real nice, pretty stuff yeah. in, in, in bits and pieces. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I, so I, I got new wood to make the legs. I had it ready. I'm like th- putting it through my planer and then my planer dies on me. Like just <laughs> stops right. working in the shop and like no, no breaker, right. you know, no brushes, nothing that I checked everything. I opened it up as far as I could go without literally going inside and taking the whole thing apart and uh, <laughs> and that and that would be another thing that someone might mention like we did a uh, lazy susan right something anything you're trying to laminate a piece of wood together right <laughs> a lot of times you, you we have all these different sizes you just run them through the planer yep, yep. instead <laughs> we did a video with dustin doing all hand plane <laughs> all hand. <laughs> that's because i still have that that's, broken it's still broken planer in my and shop it's cool like it, dustin's happy to have an opportunity to use his hand planes that yeah, he loves these right. old stanley hand planes <laughs> but it's <laughs> why didn't you just do this it's because it's broken there's a reason or we don't have right, it exactly yeah that's yeah that's the tool i have it's usually yeah, that's usually the reason that. why yeah. didn't you use this right. why don't you just uh, uh water jet it out <laughs> right of course i know i could okay, use yeah. like a big surface sander and throw yeah. it through and do everything yeah i could do that if i had it you know <laughs> but i don't so you know do what you got to do right. with what you have yeah so okay well since you did two i'll do two all right uh one is uh, i guess i'll do one one maker and one video video maker right. in film school i um you know you shoot your your different films or your final films. I think this is one of my final films and it was about, I don't know, it was it, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's about a homeless guy who, who ends up going to the woods to live. He'd rather be like a hermit than a city homeless guy in New York city. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be kind of cool. Right. So we, we shot everything in New York cause that's where I was. That's where my school was. And we got all those shots and I needed, I really only needed one shot of him walking out into the mountains in upstate New York. But, you know, you can't fake that. You're not going to green screen it. That's stupid. It won't look good. <laughs> so I was like, all right, well, we'll take a bus out to where's the closest town. And it happened to be Woodstock, New York, like the Woodstock. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. I'd like to go there. You know, I've seen the, the movie and I know about Woodstock. <laughs> I've seen that movie a million times. <laughs> yeah, let's go out to Woodstock. That'd be great. So I got the actor, an older guy, and uh, paid for our tickets and and. and went out and spent a day in Woodstock shooting all these great shots of the mountains and him hiking into them and doing all these things in the mountains. I was like, this is, this is like, 
this is going to blow people, not people, but mainly my other yeah, other students. kids in my class. <laughs> like, oh, mountains. Because <laughs> every student film was in a park. Or, you know, there's skyscrapers. Oh, there's the Brooklyn Bridge. Like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> they all use it. I mean, that's big production value. But in a New York film school, that's it's just usual. So yeah. I was like, I'll put mountains in heaven. That'll be great. And we go out. I spent all the money. Blah, 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 blah. Came back. And when I went to ingest, and at the time it was a DV tapes, you know, now you can just buy a $20 SD card, which is fantastic. Yeah, but, right. you know, it used to be 60-minute DV tapes. And the heads in the camera were dirty. So none of the footage, it was all weird digitized squares. Nothing was clean. There was not even, I couldn't even get away with like a three second shot. It was terrible. You can't just end the film with him like getting on a bus and going. I mean, you can, but it's not as cool as you, you want the payoff. Right. You want the bum turning into a hermit in the mountains. And knowing that he's going to have a better life in the mountains, right? <laughs> uh, so I I, uh, I got my buddy, my Italian friend, Joely. I said, you're kind of tall. Can you put this bum outfit on and go, come with me. Let's go to New York, go have lunch. And, and we did it. And uh, luckily, he had a little money, so he paid for his half just to go out. <laughs> did you go back out the same yeah. place? Oh, we went, went back, back out to wall? Woodstock. Nice. It's a lot more mountainous than I thought. Uh-huh. You see Woodstock, you see those fields, yeah, that guy's those, farm. Yeah. And there, it's great. It's yeah, like this cool little mountain. Cool. I mean, it you. To me, Woodstock never was upstate. New, I didn't think of upstate mountains. Right. I just yeah. thought of fields. Right. Yeah. And and watching hippies walk down the road <laughs> and like a couple ponds where they swam naked. <laughs> it was the best of both worlds. You got to go to that place <laughs> and see mountains. <laughs> I didn't yeah, see the naked the hippies. Then, so <laughs> oh, well. next time. <laughs> but then I took him out and we got the shot and I made right. sure I watched it like recorded it multiple times oh. and we got the shot but I couldn't show the front of him which kind of sucked, yeah. but I just had him, like, him walking, walking off yeah. into the mountains. So <laughs> it a happy weird. ending. And the other one was when we were learning how to make bows at, um, there's a park ranger yep. at, an, at yep. a nearby park. What's it, what's his name? Uh, Kirk dryer. So we, we, my, it's actually my, my wife sent me a text when I was at work one day and it was a picture of a, uh, um, a park near us, Oregon Ridge Park, and they had a flyer, and it was like a bow making class, five week bow making class for forty dollars, <laughs> forty dollars, two dollars, two hours a night for five weeks, for once a week for five weeks. So it's five classes, forty dollars. You got the material, the bow wood. You got the stave, the stave, and he had all the tools. Oh, you had all the tools. You didn't need to buy a thing. You didn't have to do anything. I mean, you can't even buy a bow stave for 40 bucks. No, you can't. <laughs> but obviously, you get it from a ranger. So right. it's, it's an educational, it's a public right. thing. Yeah. So that was that's the lead into the story. So yeah. So so I reached out to Devin, and I reached out to our other two brothers, Drew and Derek, and a buddy mm-hmm. of ours, Sean, and some other people, and was like, hey, let's all do this together. Like, yeah. it'd be fun. You know, it's a great way for us. And, you know, I mean, we all, we're all nearby we all live in maryland but we don't get together as often as we you know would love to obviously so right. it was a great way for us to get together just as brothers yeah so we we get together and we're learning how to make a self bow he's got the exact um exact dimensions to use out of hickory basically you just got to take the bark off and then you just draw the dimensions that he says two inches here it goes down to one inch this goes to here that just cut that off he gives you the tools it's uh and hopefully we do that video soon all right because it's <laughs> awesome it doesn't yeah. we did do an osage orange bow yeah uh, video which I love. Yep. One, it's one of my favorites. But I'm gonna do a hickory soon because it's it's seemingly so simple, right? Compared to chasing rings on an Osage bow, um, 
Right, it is. So we go, and I think it's five weeks, right? So I think yep. it's the fourth week. And I'm like, oh, my bow's probably done. Because people are starting to start to push on it, start to bend it, uh, the belly, and you you testing it out and blah blah yeah. blah. And, and I'm like, man, I want like a hundred pound bow. <laughs> you know, you read about all these ancient bows, 150 pounds, blah blah. You know, that's obviously you can get that on a compound on a, or, or a crossbow easily, but for something like a longbow, man, that's you have to be super strong to pull it back. I'm like, this is mine's going to be the strongest out of my brothers. <laughs> no way, I want my poundage to be uh, less than them. Uh, as the younger brother. That's right. As the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> Got to compete here. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, I'm, gonna, I'm pushing on it, pushing on it. And then, of course, I push it too far and it just snaps. <laughs> and everyone hears it. You know, that's the uh, one sound that, and then people like poke their head out of the room. Did your boat break? <laughs> yes. <laughs> just destroyed. Like, uh, just snap right in half because, you know, you, that's another tip. Right. I don't know if it's a tip. But don't don't push it until it it wants to go. Right, yeah. Because whatever you've done, the way you've you've cut it, and the the way this specific wood is, it may not respond well Mm -hmm. to it. And you should, not that I should have 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 known that, but that's a tip that you learn. You'll feel it. Dustin would now have felt that and would have gone, "No, you can't." There's no way. I see. Yeah, and it probably would have been like a some ridiculous. It was like a plank of wood. Right, it'd been like a 200 pound bow, which doesn't (laughs) exist in in hickory. Like you can't Uh, do that. Why are you trying to bend it? Like trying to string it up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, take a little bit more wood off of there first. Yeah, you can't. So (laughs) and it snaps. But then I did this super fast because I mean it's the second time you do something, which is great. It's always. Yep. I mean, it might yeah. be your next first project, but that that next second first project, yeah. <laughs> the next yeah, the second you, version. Your of that speed next first is right so much faster. Yeah, you've worked it all out. Yeah. So I did. I think in a week or two, I did yeah, what right. I had done in the last four weeks, yeah. a class and a half, <laughs> and made a bow that I. Yeah, it's like forty pounds. Oh, yeah. Dustin's that's was like what was yours like fifty? Was fifty. Yeah. So yeah, uh, being more, <laughs> but I was no way I was pushing that one. I was like, shave it down. I don't care. <laughs> But it still works. You know, oh, it, it works shoots. great. Yeah. I love shoots. it. Cool. I mean, so that was a disaster, but they have a happy ending. And yeah. that's what we're going to hope to ask people when we have them on. Right. It's nothing like a good disaster story right. to bring them down to your level. <laughs> um, do, do we want to do some recommendations? Yeah, we'll do that. So we we're going we're gonna to end uh, the podcast, and we're at about an hour and seven minutes now. So we're going to start to wrap it up. But we do want to do recommendations. One of the things that I really like about several of the podcasts that I listen to is when people recommend, recommend you know videos or Instagram or something at the end. And I just always think because, that's fun, and it always gives me something to watch. And right. I'm almost always happy by it. Because that pie is so huge, yes. you don't know that there's so much. I mean, we all know there's good stuff out there. Right. But we always struggle. We're always like, what, what are you watching? Yeah. Like, what is that? And then you find this amazing thing, someone that's made 200 videos that you right. love, right. you know, for the next three months, you're set on YouTube. Right. Like, you know, Simple Little Life, recommending Knife Talk to me. You know, I'd never mm-hmm. heard of Knife Talk, but they right. they had already done like 100 episodes or maybe, you know, 80 episodes yeah. or something. And we all know once you find something that's like your style, yeah. you How groove with. never know about this? You're not annoyed by the presenter. Right. They're not cringy. They're not <laughs> weird. Or maybe they are. Yeah. Or they're funny. Or, you know, whatever it is. Right. But there's so many out there. There's so many good people. And there's so many channels with like 200,000, a yeah. million, and you just haven't seen them. Right. There's these hugely popular people that we do not know about. Mm. So we want to make some recommendations every uh, 
every, every week. week. And it's not about trying to bring someone up or, or shout out a smaller channel, which you might do if we right. do like them. Why not? Right. It's about pointing out really cool stuff. Right. Whether, yeah, exactly. Whether that's, you know, whether just in case 20,000 subscribers or whether they have 4 million subscribers. Yeah. Just in case you haven't seen right. it. Cause yeah. there's a lot of people with millions of subscribers that Dustin brings up. Right. I'm like, huh? Who? Oh, yeah, there you go. So maybe. All right, well, I'll start. So uh, my recommendation for this week is Jason from Fireball Tools. Now, uh, Jason, I, I first heard about Jason from Fireball Tools on Alex Steele's channel. Um, he's had him on doing some stuff. Um, but specifically, I want to recommend his um, his bandsaw um, series he did a series recently within the last couple months where he re uh, you know refurbished a bandsaw an older vintage bandsaw and just I mean the way that he thinks as like a machinist and as a fabricator just blows me away mm. you know like he took this beautiful old machine um, and put all these new parts onto it but they work perfectly with it. They like, you know, whether that's he builds a, a saddle out of, you know, steel that's an inch thick that'll sit over, you know, this rounded base. And that way it won't, he doesn't have to weld to the base, you know, or whether he does like, you know, he made a, a wooden um, wheel pulley system that then like pulls up and down the, um, you know, the guide for the blade, right. you know, and now it's counterweighted, you know, he made it out of wood, and, but he's using all these, like he's got a beautiful shop. I mean, the first, I think the first video I watched is was just his shop tour, which is it's sick. Right. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, and he uses all these tools, but he doesn't seem like pompous or, you know, it's like, this is right, like his right. playground, you know, his shop is like where he gets to be there and invent and he makes, you know, he makes tools and makes all sorts of stuff. Um, and that's his job. So it's really cool seeing him in that space, playing right and inventing something that he's super excited about. And then again, you know, even in the videos, like he reaches out to people, he's like, I don't know about this. What is it? What do you think it should look like? Right. Let me know, you know, for next part, I mean, I'm going to next part, I'm going to be doing the design behind <laughs> the shield that's going to cover the blade. And should it be, you know, what do you guys think it should look like? Or what do you think the whole thing should be finished at the end? Should it be rusty or should it be spray painted or, you know, and just building that community. But that, that it's just fabulous. So fireball tools, um, you find him on YouTube, look up his, uh, his bandsaw restoration video. It's a, I think it's a four part series. And he also has at the end, I think he has one video that kind of goes through the whole thing. So if, if you want to watch that one, you know, as the intro to the thing, look at that one, but I would, I definitely recommend that series. It's super fun. Just watching him work. Really and that's cool. the, the, uh, it's the inspirational YouTube video, not, not the corny one, but the, you right. see stuff that you really love. And it's a little bit of, which I think most YouTube videos have, where they want to have a little bit of escapism, right? A little right, bit yeah. of man, it'd be great to have that. You just you're in there, mm. you're in their area, their shop, their beautiful shop, or you're out in the mountains watching mm. them build a uh, mm. cabin because mm. you're sitting at work <laughs> watching yep. YouTube videos <laughs> or at home. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all do it, right? We don't all live in in Colorado or Switzerland mm. or wherever. Some beautiful, right? We don't have a you know we don't have a, all have a hundred thousand dollar shop. No. Yeah. And you can, you, you hopefully take the inspiration out of that. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I, I want some of those or I, I would love to live there, have yeah. a view. <laughs> um, yeah. So mine, I guess I'll go back to test it again. The, uh, original inspiration for our channel. Um, uh, all their videos are good. Obviously most of us know Adam Savage from Mythbusters. Right. And that was the original reason I clicked on their channel. Cause I saw him. Yeah. He's, you know, I love Mythbusters. So I saw him and then I saw this long 
drawn out, you know, a uh, YouTube video. It was great. And you just got to sit with him and be in his area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Watch him thinking. Yeah. Watch him run around the shop. Oh, what's yeah. next? What's, oh, I can use this thing over here. And that's something yeah. that he, only he can do. I yeah. mean, I think our, our inspiration or I guess what you say inspiration is what you stole from them right. was just having a long video yeah. of someone working through the whole thing, right? He's got the one day builds. Yep. And that was great. You're not, you're almost never searching for parts on on testing. They show you the whole thing and it might've taken them two months. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You're going to sit down, you're going to watch the whole thing. Instant gratification, mm-hmm. slow, long video, instant gratification. <laughs> um, uh, so I had just picked an older one. He makes a foam core house uh, with one tool or two tools. He has his exacto knife, which we all know and mm-hmm. probably know how to use and foam core. Yeah. And he makes his childhood home. Now the thing I like about tested videos are, the, are it's how clean it is, and Adam's personality. Yep. So letting him discuss, and he goes through and he talks about each little tool, each little block. What's the block with all the holes? Oh, the one two three block. One two three block. Right. right? I mean, I forgot the name, but I remember the thing. <laughs> and when Dustin, when I saw it in Dustin's shop, yeah. <laughs> I saw that's that blah 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 block. One two three blocks. Yeah. And he talks Parallels. about that. Yeah. And then he talks about having this and how this tool and how he made this. And it's great. And the project isn't amazing, right. but the way it's presented, the way it's shot, the way the guys that tested do their videos are mm. so th- th- clean and they move quickly, or at least the, they, the old ones, mm-hmm. the new ones. I don't know. <laughs> the COVID It's, it's like Adam <laughs> just setting up the camera messy. And I think, I guess they're editing it messy now. They're just like leaning into it. Yeah, right. Our oh, crappy style video. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Doesn't have the same flow. <laughs> right. I, lo- I love them, but, uh, you know, I can't wait till they can go back to a, a crew. Right. Yeah. Uh, norm and stuff, shooting and editing and really making it good. Um, but the foam core house, it's his childhood home. So then he goes and he talks about each room. That's so cool. so I did this. My dad, my, they used to give me this and this is how I did that. Yeah, where he had his own little shop table. And yeah, stuff. yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. saying that yeah. looks so cool. Yeah. I remember being right here and yeah. So you, falling you down get, these you, steps. Right. <laughs> you get this cool, like beginning, yeah. you know, I, he's just telling stories about, uh, something simple mm. and something you could all make. And it's also kind of fun. It's like a little dollhouse. Yeah. And you see him make all the steps and he cuts a hundred little steps and he, he's such a perfectionist that he just goes right. through each one and he makes that cool. And he yeah. doesn't do much to it. He doesn't decorate it. Mm. It's not that long. It's like a, uh, 17 minute video, right? Yeah. Which is pretty short for them. Yeah. Yeah. That was, a, that was a great one. I've, I actually watched that not too long ago within the last year. The first time I was like, that's super cool. All right. You yeah. hope that you hope that the videos fly by. Right. All right. Well, we are at an hour and 15 minutes. This has been really fun and, you know, definitely something that I've been, you know, not necessarily leaving, losing sleep over, but thinking about and wanting to do. Um, Again, we just want to shout out Brian House from Housework. Um, He actually reached out, Craig from uh, Knife Talk, Craig Lockwood reached out to Brian to ask if there were any, you know, people that he would recommend who thought they would make Mm. good podcasts. And Brian suggested us to Craig Lockwood. And so Craig sent us an email. And I think honestly, before that email, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, other than just like knowing that I knew that Brian house had started the make the work for it podcast. And we were just kind of happy for him. Yeah. We're like, Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. I was like, uh, you know, maybe we could go on other than that. I didn't think much of it or or maybe Dustin can go on and just, 
yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun right. to talk for, right, right, for right. an hour and so. But yeah, so you know, again, just a shout out to those guys for for kind of believing that we had something to share. Yeah, and, we'll, and we'll, something we'll, fun. We'll try. Yeah, <laughs> we'll do our best. I mean, we'll we'll talk about something different each each week. Yeah, axes, bows, knives, different ways to make them. Yeah. obviously, Dustin has the expertise, and we'll talk about. Hopefully we'll have a corresponding video yeah. to go with it. Right. And just talking about, yeah. And you know, our perspective on making videos and, and making things and you know, how that is, you know, different and similar to other people's and our experience. Yeah. It's been fun. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, again, you can listening. Find, uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's got his old, oh, man. his old wrap up down. He's got his YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> wrap up. Thanks for listening. It's been fun, you know, spending this time with us and hopefully, you know, this will be a, just a, another way, another Avenue into a new community, a new maker community. And, uh, you know, we're really happy to be part of the makery network. Um, which you guys can find anywhere on Apple podcasts, uh, online on yeah, hopefully everywhere else, through, everywhere yeah, else, everywhere else. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you find us there and listen to us more often. Thank you guys so much. And we will talk to you next time. All right. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers, just like you at www.makery.network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.